Hi, I'm Ashley Cooley, a birth baby and sleep specialist and mom of three. There's so much information out there, right? This show is dedicated to helping you clear out the noise so you can figure out what will work best for your baby and your family. If you're looking to learn more about your baby, gain more confidence in your parenting, and get as much sleep as you can through it all, you've come to the right place. Bringing up baby is about to get a little easier. Hey everybody, this is Ashley Cooley with Birth Baby Sleep. Thank you so much for joining me again on the Bringing a Baby podcast. I'm excited to chat. I'm always excited to chat with you guys. <laughs> but um, this is a topic that is brought up constantly and for good reason because it's constantly changing. How long your baby can stay awake for before they need to sleep again is what we call wake windows. And they're always evolving. They get older, they, their sleep needs change, so their naps lessen, become less frequent. Their ability to stay awake for longer periods increases. But this can literally be so different from one baby to the next. For example, you might have a six-month-old that takes two long naps a day and can stay awake for two to three hours at a time. Whereas somebody else's six-month-old is napping three times a day with wake windows closer to maybe two, two and a half hours. Or maybe the wake windows between both of those babies are actually the same, but one takes longer naps than the other one. So their sleep is still different. All of this is normal. But how do you know when it's time to shift your baby's wake windows? And better yet, how do you do that? Here's what we're getting into. Basically, when it's how to know when it's time to shift their wake windows, a lot of it comes down to their behavior more energy at the end of the day in particular is is a very clear sign because it's usually that last wake window of the day that's the one that's stretching uh, first. Not always, but generally. So for instance, a four-month-old is napping every one and a half to maybe one and three quarter hours, getting closer to a two-hour wake window at the end of the day before bedtime. But over time, as that baby gets older, closer to five months or thereabouts, you likely start noticing that that baby is more alert than usual during their bedtime routine, or maybe takes a bit longer than usual to settle to sleep than before, or they start waking up through the night more often. Now, particularly when we're talking about four-month-olds, there can be other reasons for them to be waking up overnight more often and all of those things. So stretching a wake window may not necessarily be the answer there. So know that if you're ever unsure, it never hurts to check with a sleep consultant. This is what I do every day in the Bringing Up Baby Community membership, by the way. We help members navigate their little one's sleep every step of the way. But there's also some nap dropping that's happening in around these times. So another point to look out for when wake windows are changing is, is your little one in nap dropping territory? When babies are going from three to two naps a day or even two to one nap per day, their wake windows can seem to change more dramatically. For instance, when a baby's on three naps a day and say they're six or seven months old, but then you start noticing that that third nap is getting skipped or it's taking them way longer to fall asleep for it than they would have previously, and it's getting pushed so late in the day that you're wondering if you should just do bedtime instead. We've all been there. It's kind of a rite of passage. At some point, you're going to be faced with that, you know, 2, 2.30, 3 o'clock, wake up from a nap. Are we going to do another nap? Are we going to do bedtime? Is this when we start stretching wake windows? So, so when you're shifting the wake window by dropping a nap, the wake windows between nap one and two in this scenario 
is going to increase to three hours. So it's not just the one at the end of the day that's going to shift a little bit, but the one in between the two naps. And you need to shift that one because that afternoon nap, nap number two, is now going to be the last nap of the day. And we want that to be a little bit closer to bedtime, making it easier to get to bedtime without losing it or getting that third nap because it's being dropped. So just let's circle back here for a second. When you're shifting the wake windows by dropping a nap, the wake windows between naps one and two is going to increase to three hours. And if your baby can't make it that three hours in between the naps without too much of a push, then they might not be ready to drop that third nap yet. So try to hang on to it as long as possible. But when they do, and there's a three hour of awake time between the two naps, then bedtime will usually also be three hours later. Eventually, sometime during the nine to 12 month age range, that last wake window is going to creep up to four hours. So in the period of, again, it depends on every baby, but two, three, four months or so, that last wake window of the day that was about three hours when they were seven or eight months, when they're closer to a year, it's going to be more like four hours. So there's going to be a gradual shift over that time. So so big changes in sleep and wakefulness patterns happen around this time. And they will again as they drop down to one nap a day, which is usually somewhere between 15 and 18 months of age. Again, I'm using the term usually. So many babies are different. But that's generally speaking, they still need to get two naps a day by then to really make sure that they're not getting overtired and make it through their day. So to wrap this all up with a pretty little bow on it, here's what I want you to ask yourself if you suspect that it's time to increase some wake windows. Has something changed with the way they're sleeping? For instance, with how long it takes for them to fall asleep. How much energy do they have when they're awake, particularly when leading up to a nap or bedtime? How is their behavior? Are they getting fussy? Are they showing you sleep cues? Or do they seem to have a bit of FOMO and they're still going? We got to keep an eye on that. And lastly, how old is your baby? Are they in nap dropping territory? Where is nap dropping territory? It varies baby to baby, but on average, between six and eight months of age, they're dropping from three to two naps a day. By 15 to 18 months of age, they're dropping down to one nap a day. And usually they're sleeping, having one nap a day until somewhere after or around age three. So those wake windows are going to stay put for a good chunk of time. Now, what can you do to help them shift wake windows if that's what's determined that needs to happen? Or maybe you just want to test the waters. Maybe you feel like everything else seems to be going just fine. We think it's maybe partly because of these wake windows. We want to try and shift them a little bit, but you don't want to go too drastic. We don't want to do too much too fast because that can backfire. So what can you do? Look to the last wake window of the day first. This one is usually the longest one of the day. So if other wake windows earlier in the day are longer than this last one, a shift is likely needed. Number two, shift the wake windows incrementally over a period of a few days. So for instance, if it's being suggested or you suspect a longer wake window is needed before bed, try shifting it forward by just 10 or 15 minutes as opposed to say like a full half hour right out the gate and use that timing for maybe a few days, say three nights, you're going to increase that wake window by 10 or 15 minutes. 
just see what happens. If there's no change or you think more time is needed, add another five or 10 minutes after that for a period of a few days to see if that helps. This can make it a much easier adjustment than just shifting a full 30 minutes or something right off the bat um, because then you're making sure or helping to prevent them from getting too overtired. Lastly, you can use sunlight. Even when all the signs are there to extend the wake window, sometimes that adjustment is still tough to manage for babies at first. So to help, get outside, use that sunlight and some fresh air, but the sunlight, even just for a couple minutes, if you're on your front step, it can help suppress that melatonin hormone, which is the sleep hormone, for just a tad longer, helping them reach the next nap time without falling apart and hopefully, likely, getting a good long sleep in after that. So if you have any questions about these wake windows, uh, how they are ever evolving and shifting and want some more information or support as you're doing that and helping your little one get their best sleep, again, that's what our Bringing a Baby Community membership is for. We talk a lot about babies from feeding to milestones to transitions to daycare. Uh, all of those things, but we do definitely talk a lot about sleep because that is something that's constantly changing for them as they grow and every baby's different. So if you'd like more support for your baby and specific to your situation, uh, or you just need somebody to be a sounding board, that's what our membership is for. And we hope you'll join us. You can find us at birthbabysleep.ca slash membership. That's all for today. I hope you have a great week. We'll be back next week, of course, with more episodes. And stay tuned for more. Check us out on birthbabysleep.ca and find us on Instagram and Facebook. Send us a DM anytime. We love interacting with you. If you're looking for more information or support along your parenting journey, check out birthbabysleep.ca. That's where you're going to find prenatal classes, postpartum and new baby resources, and sleep support during the childhood years. You can now join our Bringing Up Baby community membership as well, which has tons of additional benefits to helping you through all kinds of sleep challenges and transitions, navigating the transition to solid foods, and even your transition through early parenthood. If you have any questions, just send them my way. Lastly, but certainly not least, if you got something out of this episode or our show in general, leaving a rating or a quick review goes a really long way to helping others find us. So please consider leaving one. That's all for now. I'm Ashley Cooley and we'll see you back here next time.